Hey, QWERTY birdies! Hello and welcome to the QWERTY cast. This is episode 3, full of less problems and more fun. Still <laughs> talking about indie games and computer games and sometimes some other stuff. Uh, here are our hosts. Today we have Andres Villari. Hello! And Stephen Hunt. Yo, yo, yo. And I am Kenny Schofield. And this is the part of the podcast where we say what's up. And usually I have music for this, but we're still running out <laughs> of music. So guys, tell me tell me what's going on, and I'll just kind of naturally fly into it. Alrighty. Um, Steven, when they... when when you played football, did they ever call you Steven Punt? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> no, you. no, they didn't. No, is that people a thing, or tend is that to only have... baseball. Damn it. No, fun, funny football. You got it right. <laughs> <laughs> baseball. I'm, I'm the sport. <laughs> no, Jesus. there's uh, there's way but more like, uh, worse ways. Hold on, wait, no, hold on. No, no Steven, we need going. to circle Don't back like to Kenny. this. <laughs> Don't let Kenny no. talk over you. Don't be even like a not. <laughs> Even like the like a baby would know that you don't punch things in baseball. Yeah, you do with your bat. That's a bunt. <laughs> oh, it's a bunt. No, that's a cake. <laughs> you might punch something if you're really mad. Oh, true, true, true. Oh uh, yeah, you could punch in your bat maybe. <laughs> well, I got it right or... the first time. Why are you hating on me? Uh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> Go on, Stephen. <laughs> oh no, I was gonna say there's way worse ways to uh, you know make fun of the last name Hunt. Yeah, <laughs> it needs to oh, get repeated true. here. I was about That's yeah, true. I was about to say like oh, there's probably some easy ways that are not clever. What's a clever did you one? Deal, did you did you deal with bullies at all and growing up? Um, no, personally, I didn't. Uh, my my class was weird growing up. We really didn't like. I mean, we had arguments. Oh, so and stuff, you were but... the bully? My <laughs> class weird. You know, oh that's what God. they say, right? They say that if you didn't have any bullies, then it's because you were bullying people and you didn't realize it. Oh my God! Imagine. <laughs> well, uh, you know, if anybody here was bullied by me, you know, listening, I really, I apologize sincerely. Oh, give it up for <laughs> Steven, everyone. But you're also still a nerd. <laughs> Wait, uh, we're all nerds, though, here, aren't we? That's because true. We're here to talk about indie games. Yes. It's come full circle. It yes. has. Yeah. You became the nerd you once tormented. <laughs> How about you, Andres? Uh, did anybody call you fun names when you were in uh, high school or middle school? You know, I definitely got bullied, but it like it didn't bother me so much so that like I'm crying about it today. And <laughs> just at night. Um I actually had somebody, like, within the last year, reach out to me on Facebook to apologize for bullying me. Wow. And I was like, what? Like, this is so weird. And I won't obviously say their name, but um, I basically, you know, I forgave him and I said, I'm not holding on to anything. I'm just trying to live my life. Um, And then that ended. So that was fine. (laughs) Wow, that's cool. Yeah, it was it was kind of nice. It was very sweet of him to do, and he also mentioned that like he never stopped anyone from bullying me. So there definitely was this one kid. Oh, this was a really good story. But basically, I went to have lunch with my mom when I was like visiting, whatever, maybe a year or two ago, and we go to a restaurant in my hometown, and the guy who's serving us keeps giving me these looks like he I should know him. So it wasn't until like the end that I asked him, like, hey, did you happen to graduate from this high school and around this year? And he's like, yes, yes, your name's Andres, right? I'm like, oh, fuck, like, why do you know me, but I don't know you? And then, like, uh, he said his name, yada, yada, I won't say it. And then when we left, I 
stopped and I was like, Mom, oh my God, that was my high school bully. <laughs> and I like totally forgot he existed, wow. which is, uh, yeah, exactly. Like I was like, oh shit, now I remember his face. That's, I think, the only guy who really like was mean to me for being gay and stuff like that and being like fatter, but whatever. Um, wow. Now I'm gay, fat, and proud. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was yeah. our, uh, gay, fat, proud, bullying. Uh, yeah, right. Segment. <laughs> Anti- yeah. Yeah. Wait, Don't I bully. haven't told mine yet. Oh, okay. You were the. I, I, I got. I, I played both sides of the field. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was in elementary school, there was a kid named Nick, and so I would always go like go up to him and I would do like Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. <laughs> Yeah, and he did not like that. <laughs> so <laughs> oh he got god. really mad by it. Oh my um, god, that's so good. But uh and then in high school uh no, in middle school, well, a little bit of high school. <laughs> it was weird. But mo- it was mostly middle school. There was this kid who was just like a dick to me for some reason. Most notably, we were like in an engineering class and he like uh slapped like we were like doing uh like blueprints for houses and stuff mm-hmm. and then we would like make small little models of it mm-hmm. and he just like slapped all of my work out of my hand as I was, wow. as I was about to present it to the teacher wow and i cried it was, it was not a fun time um but i got i got him back because <laughs> later in high school um he had a broken leg oh my and we were both in the God. same computer class yeah. and he was actually pretty good at computing uh and like programming and stuff and so I was like, hey, man, can you come help me with this problem? And he, he like, sits, like, a couple of rows behind me. So he, like, came over and, like, you know, like, gone on his crutches, like, hobbled over and, like, had a big size, like, ah, like, I'm going to help this guy, mm-hmm. whatever. And then he got all the way over to my seat. And then I was like, never mind, I figured it out. And then <laughs> he went all the way back. Oh, wow. oh, my God. And I was pretty proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> and are you gonna tell the the viewers, the listeners, that uh, you used to bully me when we lived together? You, we bullied each other. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's just part of the camaraderie. Just of part of it. Exactly. Yeah, don't try to like throw me under the bus, you <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> No, oh, wow, we've got some uh, some yeah. heated uh, discussions to have. This later. is this is not the antagonistic arc anymore. And Quirty has failed after three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> All because of Calvin. <laughs> God damn it! Oh man. Um, but anyway, I mean, besides that, uh, Halloween just happened. Yes. Uh, did you guys spooky. dress up at all? Yeah, did anybody uh, do anything for that? Did you guys get dressed up, go to parties, and like that? Yeah, I did. Uh, I was. Um, Miles Morales and my mm-hmm. girlfriend was Gwen Stacy. Oh wow, nice doing a Spider-Man thing. Yeah, it was dope. Uh, we got some cool pictures. Nice. Um, but we also hosted a party called Liquor Treat, um, and that is uh, almost exactly what it sounds like. Uh, everyone makes uh, some kind of food or dessert, and uh, as long as it raises your blood alcohol content, <laughs> then it's good to go. Nice. And that's like, it's just everyone brings their own dish and it's a fun time. Now, was that um, your liquor treat or was that a uh, clan liquor treat? No, so that was my liquor treat. That was technically a liquor treat south. Because, yeah, I know. 
Liquor Treat North happened as well, and that's where I got the inspiration from. Gotcha, gotcha. So this this was my third one, and I know it was like their sixth. Yeah, I uh, was unable to attend the clan Liquor Treat this year because uh, I ended up yeah. going to a uh, Halloween party that, for my girlfriend and her colleagues. And- just for clarification, because clan can be a, a, a you know a word that can't easily thrown around these days. Um, that's the diet clan that we are part of. You know, all the hours, half the skill. Yeah, I guess a guild. You know, it's yeah, a, a guild. It's a clan that's existed for a little while you, now. Clan used clan used to have a better terms. You know, in the nineties, sort of. Not really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why gamers picked it up. Uh, as like what their like groups were called. Wait, is that a thing? Yeah, I mean, I was like in, in the nineties, or not? Well, not the nineties, but like uh, when I was, you know, gaming growing up, I was in a clan uh, called the All American Clan, which uh, uh... literally sounds bad now that I'm saying <laughs> it out loud. You're not helping well, yourself. Uh, here. I think. Uh... <laughs> I think one group appropriated the term, but uh, <laughs> now it's got a negative connotation. But the clan used the to clan, be... The clan that I was a part of oh my was uh, <laughs> uh, celebrated the 82nd Airborne in World War II, and that's where that came from. And you all dressed um, up as ghosts, and you ran around <laughs> on horses. No, it didn't happen like that. I swear. I swear. Well, I was going to say, most of most of our listeners should be gamers. They'll, they'll recognize that term. <laughs> good true yeah actually <laughs> well i i have a couple i i know I, I have definitely a couple listeners that are not gamers that one specifically for you guys yeah <laughs> now they all know that you're a racist yeah you're welcome <laughs> you're Everyone. welcome you've but, been you've no. been outed you've been yachted <laughs> no 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 <laughs> um what about you guys Do you dress up or anything um yeah, yeah you first steve Okay, I'll go. Um, so I went to a um, Halloween party with uh, my girlfriend and her colleagues from work, and uh, they were doing like an '80s, '90s theme kind of thing. So some people went as like uh, Rugrats and um, oh, cool. like Nickelodeon characters. Somebody was cat and dog, and but me and Jody went as um, Wayne and Garth from Wayne's World, and I was Garth. Yes. So I had the so classic blonde wig and the big glasses. Oh my and the god. Just I kept think, saying party time. <laughs> I think I see one Wayne and Garth every Halloween. Oh, it's classic. it's a costume that's timeless. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Did you guys get the opportunity to run up to somebody and go on all on your knees and be like, "We're not worthy. We're not worthy." <laughs> no, but we were trying to do all of the tropes that we could. Yeah. Um, but no, that wasn't that wasn't one of the ones that we were able to pull off. <laughs> that sounds so good. I, How about um, you, Andres? I dressed up as Mermaid Man. And my friend Avery did Barnacle Boy. Um, So it was like I was planning on going to their boss's party in New Jersey on the 26th. But then we opted out of it. And so we just met up for our friend Ethan's party um, that happened on like the Saturday after uh, Halloween. So I just had two um, Halloween parties that same night i like fell asleep woke up at like 10 and i was like god damn it i still have to do like both parties but thankfully they were very close to each other so um i had a really good time and i had was doing like a no drink or smoke october so this was my first time actually uh drinking again um oh, nice. and it was That's uh like fun. 
Yeah, I've been hungover all day, so <laughs> it, it was it was a tough one. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was definitely a lot of fun, a lot of great costumes. My friend uh, Tessa dressed up as Marceline, the Vampire Queen. Oh, but she was nice. Marceline from the episode where they opened the singing door. So she had the sun hat and the jeans oh, and the jean jacket. Yeah, it was so awesome. good. Um, you can see that on my Instagram, Kenny. Actually. Uh, I'll have to check out later. That's awesome. Yeah, so a bunch of the photo. I actually have two photo sets on Instagram right now of from the from the two separate parties. That's really cool. Um, and yeah, so it was it was really a lot of fun, and I'm glad I got to pull out that costume. And I think that's pretty much it. Dion came later uh, to the second one, so that was fun. And then we could go home together, so that was easy. Um, and then nice. you know, got to meet some people I I didn't know and whatnot. Oh, I actually met a few people that you know I've like heard of <laughs> for a while, but and never actually met um, at those parties as well. So that was good. Nice. Yeah. yeah, things like that seem to be happening to you a lot this past. I week. know, right? Like there was this Friday, and I'm going to talk about this in my um, in my in my segment too. But Friday there was a really cool game jam, and I met mm. this guy who was like, he was really cute, he was really nice, and he was a friend of Tyler's, and Tyler oh, dude, was that's like... That's so weird, because <laughs> I, I, went, I went to a game jam, too, and I met this guy that was a friend of Tyler's. That's yeah, so weird. That's so weird. Wait, were you at the same game jam? This was guy's it at the name... Color Space Labs? Yeah. Was that yeah, the... you that I was talking to? <laughs> <laughs> yes, in fact, it 100% oh was. Oh my god, yeah, surprise. Yeah, me and uh, Andre's met uh, IRL this week. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, I'm so left out. <laughs> so it was like, so literally what happened was that I was talking to Tyler, and then he's like, yeah, I'm so happy that Steve was able to come out to help us like do stuff for the game, and yada yada he's like such a good salesman because he's like over there talking up to people and i was like wait who's steve and he's like steve you know like the guy you do the podcast with i'm like wait what steve and he's like yeah the guy literally right behind you and i turn around and i point at him and i'm like oh my god i didn't know what you looked like i I have never seen your face before and i think steve was like well yeah well, yeah, so from my perspective, uh, Tyler's like, yeah, you know this guy. And then Andres comes over. He's like, yeah, we do a podcast together. And I'm like, wait, Kenny? Because I haven't yeah. met any of you guys. <laughs> yeah, you're, I was like, yeah, I'm just like, I've never seen your face before. And you're like, I haven't seen yours either. Should I know you? Yeah, it was like, a, wait a minute. Am I being a total jerk right now? <laughs> yeah, right. Am uh. I being punked? That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Are you guys. Kenny? And I was like, no. <laughs> well, you know what it is? It's because the audio in the you know the Discord chat sounds different sometimes than our actual voices. Oh, uh, true. True. <laughs> so I was like, I have no idea. I'm just gonna guess the person that is doing the podcast. <laughs> like, the first person that came to mind. <laughs> well, hey, I will say I'll be up for Christmas, so maybe we can schedule a thing together. Oh, yeah, actually, or even better. Maybe an in-person recording of the podcast. Ooh, would be really cool. that could table be talk. Cool. Yeah, a table talk. Table talk. Maybe we can do some, an some indie table play. Yeah, maybe we can do an indie tabletop game. There you go. Ooh, Ooh I like this idea. Mm-hmm. It'll be a uh, uh, liquor miss. Liquor miss. Liquor miss. That's good. <laughs> That's not bad. Cool. Chris drunk. Right. 
Chris Dranks. Um, Chris Dranks. Any anything else you guys want to talk about before we move on? I think that's it. Yeah, I mean, yeah that pretty yeah. much covers the current events. Mm-hmm. Happy yeah. Halloween, Quirity Cast listeners. Happy Halloween. Yeah. I I I've just been uh, I traveled a little bit in October mm-hmm. and I've been doing uh, battle and brew stuff and yeah, doing some directing and uh, and the LMP live in the living rooms. Those are so good. Also on you. Thank you, everyone. Please check um, that out on YouTube. LMP Productions, right? Yeah, uh, LMP live in the living room. If uh, if uh, I don't remember if I talked about it last. If time, you want to see where Kenny lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, we host sh- musical shows in our living room and sometimes poetry, mm-hmm. um, and people come and perform and re-record it, and it's cool. It's kind of like it's got like an NPR vibe, but it's m- more indie because we don't have money. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool, though. It, yeah, it's fun. You should like instead of call it tiny desk, just call it tiny apartment. Tiny. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> we should have done that. All right, but anyway. Uh, let's move on to our game that we played. And our Let's Watch segment. This is the part of the podcast where we get you to watch what we played. Do it. Last time, we played Lethal League Blaze, and you can find that on our YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, and this time, we played Risk of Rain 2. Both sequels. Which I think I enjoyed way more than Lethal League. (laughs) (laughs) True. I mean, there's so much more to it. I mean, also being co-op and not yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, because uh, the competitive aspect uh, was making me lose every match. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's a doozy. But yeah, there's great too. Someone else explaining because I am bad at explaining things. All right. Um, basically, uh, I guess. Oh fuck, no! I have no idea what I would explain. Okay, Steven, you're up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, so Risk of Rain 2 is kind of like a, um, a dungeon crawler rogue style game, but it's all 3D, um, and the idea is that you are working your way through levels, um, you have to purchase loot with money that you gain from killing uh, NPCs that are spawning around you. The difficulty gets more and more um, well, difficult uh, <laughs> as the time progresses, uh, and you have to find like a portal, you activate the portal, you fight the big boss, you move on to the next, and it's really just a how far can you get kind of game. Um, That's an awesome description. (laughs) That was a great description. But also, um, this game is currently in early access. Mm -hmm. Um, Risk of Rain 1 had an ending where you fought the big final boss Mm -hmm. guy. Um, And, like, it was like you you build up and build up and eventually, like, um, the items you get stack. So, like, you don't lose anything or replace anything. They all stack. Um, so by the time you're fighting this boss guy at the very end, you're super overpowered. Um, but it's still they still manage to keep it really balanced and a huge challenge mm-hmm. too. And it's uh, fun to play with friends. Um, yeah. and re- currently, and, uh, I good. I don't know if this uh, if this version has an ending in early access, but I think that's the goal. You know, I was going to say that uh, I'm sure we all have uh, strong opinions about early access, but uh, Risk of Rain's coming from a trusted developer, and we mm-hmm. know that they have constant updates to it. So uh, it is one of the few games that I would highly recommend in the early access uh, status. Very true. Yeah, they have what, a. What's the developer? It's. Uh, okay, let me Google it real quick. Because I know it's like Ho Po, but I think there's two O's somewhere. 
Hoppo. Hoppo. Is it's uh, Hoppo Games or Hoppo? I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. Uh, it's H O P O. Yeah, Hoppo. Ho- H O P O O. Maybe it's Hoppo. <laughs> Maybe it's Ho-poo. Ho-poo. <laughs> Ho-poo. That's probably Hoppo. It's a whole poo. No, terrible. <laughs> Um, as opposed to half poo, half yeah, but, quarter poo. But uh, interestingly enough, they actually have an early access forecast currently that goes all the way yes. through spring of 2020, which is something mm-hmm. that I really like seeing from these developers because that means they yeah. have a very specific timeline. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And I just love the upgrade from the first one to being like 3D and like yeah, the first one was a 2D plat- uh kind of platformer, not platformer, but 2D side scroll. Yeah, that's what I mean. And um and just like the way that they incorporated all of the two D effects to actually work in a three dimensional space, like uh, one of my favorite weapons is the ice relic. That as you kill more people, it like expands around What's you. Up, my brother. How you doing? So what? Very good, you. Good to see you. Why are you there? Recording a podcast. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what's happening? Well, let's hang out later. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> 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 we we had a bargain. Yeah, clear. wait, was that was that somebody else that was saying? On, that was Andres. Oh, okay. <laughs> the other Andres, my yeah, evil twin, my roommate. Andres. He just came back from Tokyo. Oh fuck! He was shooting a film there. That's awesome. Which is really fucking cool. Yeah, shout out to him, Andres Lugo. Go check him out. He's an up and coming filmmaker. He's super awesome. Awesome. That's awesome. Congratulations to him. Yeah. <clears throat> um but uh, yeah risk of rain too risk of rain too great game uh what else what else yeah just really cool what they do with the space i love that they're like you said with the calendar of updates they're continuously expanding and expanding and like they're the updates are like big too like they're adding a new character for each one like a new space a new vi- like big bat big boss for like end of big baps big baps <laughs> did you see all those baps <laughs> all over the game <laughs> Uh, yeah no i mean I, I don't even know what else to say i i will put as much time as i can into this game like i did the first so yeah, definitely so enjoyable what out of uh in a rating system how many uh uh, 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 what's it? What's a good one? I'm trying to think. How many uh, grapples? How many grapples? How many tweet tweets from my QWERTY birdie? <laughs> yeah, how many t- tweet tweets from your QWERTY birdie? Um, five tweets. Uh, how how many willow wisps out of? Um, uh, I don't know. Oh, right, because willow wisps is an item. I forgot about that. Uh, item. Yay! Reference. <laughs> how many engineers? Damn it! That's a yeah. thing that. How has... many engineer? How many engineer turrets <laughs> out of two would you rate this? Yeah, two, two out of two turrets with with the <laughs> yeah. shield around it. Yeah, I would give it one out of two for early access, but then it gets plus one for being only twenty dollars. Hey, so two out of two. <laughs> so two hey. out of two. Ten out of Meets. two. I would get give it two out of two with the healing mushroom attached to it. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. Yeah. So as long as it doesn't move, it'll heal. Well, what else have you guys been playing besides this game? So I've recently picked up uh, The Outer Worlds, mm. which is a AAA title, um, but that's okay because it's a fantastic game. Um, Single-player RPG, uh, if anybody's ever played the Fallout series, it's actually by the Ooh. developers of, in my opinion and probably most people's opinion, the best version of Fallout, which was Fallout New Vegas. 
interesting. Mm-hmm. But it maintains this, you know, stereotypical RPG tropes. Um, but what I really enjoy about this game is that the decision making, at least in my playthrough so far, um, has not been your typical good versus evil. Everything is real muddy, and so it's kind mm-hmm. of like uh, leaving it up to your personal play style and sense of moral ethics. Um, but it's it's just really really good storytelling. That's cool. Yeah, there's I, lo- like a, I love decision making games. There's like a lot of like kind of class class system hierarchy sort of deal, right? Well, yeah. So um, you kind of make your own class using um, the skill system that they have. So it's kind of like uh, you're. you're typical rpg will have like stealth skill sets and tech skill sets and you know uh, combat skill sets and so you just kind of pour points into those to kind of flush mm-hmm. out or flesh out your own class i mean i guess i meant more of like um like like financially like within the society like a class base like... oh yeah you're talking to the story mm-hmm. yeah so the uh, story of the game is definitely designed to be this like um corporate monsters versus the people um, right. financial class kind of uh, gameplay and then you can go in any direction you want with that which I think is fantastic because you know you, you talk to a typical person today and they would say you know they're the people fighting the, the corporations but this game doesn't you know prevent you from trying to be a friend to the companies mm-hmm. a sellout I said no <laughs> but yeah, as no, I already it's, it's, start the game and begin selling out immediately <laughs> you can't that's the crazy part no spoilers because I want everybody to enjoy the game but there is um, a decision that you can make relatively early that would completely throw the story into chaos and it's fantastic oh my gosh Ooh, cool okay you you sold me I'll check <laughs> I might just do that <laughs> I like chaos <laughs> yes yes you do how about um, you Andres um, new games, not really, unfortunately. Um, I think I've still just been playing. Well, actually, since our last Let's Play, I played through all of Untitled Goose Game, which was a lot of fun. And um, and I love how that expands, and I love um, how when you see the bell in the beginning, and then uh, there's just, there's just like a whole like spoilers. I don't want to spoiler, but yeah. <laughs> that was like the game is just really well rounded, and it was it was like yeah, pretty much the only new game I played this month. Yeah, um, so fantastic! And, I've been loving the memes coming out of that. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I've seen so many; it's so good. Yeah. Um, and I think I've seen the one where uh, like you know that one meme where it's like the I think like a pigeon or something or like a seagull that like cause and then reels its head back yeah and cause yeah, yeah, louder yeah, yeah, yeah. but i think they did that for the goose as well yeah Honk. yeah Honk. That was good <gasps> <gasps> yeah oh God. i was like what's happening <laughs> yeah it's like super inhale and then screech yeah. exhale <laughs> oh god yeah you're gonna have to edit that <laughs> um, but yeah no until goose game was a lot of fun uh my boyfriend also bought outer outer worlds right mm-hmm for for his ps4 our ps4 whatever is, and is it only a ps4 game so I no it's uh, available for the playstation and the xbox and uh, pc and a uh, quick oh, shout out and i think we might have talked about this in a previous episode but the xbox games pass uh it's available on that pass so mm. you can actually oh. play it without having to spend any money more than what you're Fucking already paying for the pass hey bet. about to do that that's pretty right, dope right after this podcast yeah, oh you have an xbox I'm, 
Please remind me. I, I no, I don't have an Xbox, but I have the Game Pass, yeah. which is available on PC. So oh. the Outer Worlds is retailing at sixty dollars, but because of the Game Pass promotion, technically I've only paid two bucks for it. Wow, <sighs> that's so cool. So yeah, so that's the next game I'm gonna play. Yeah, same. Um, um, that's really dope. What else? What else? <laughs> I guess that's pretty much it. Yeah. How about you, How about, Kenny? Yeah, Did so you already Kenny, talk? You've been playing. Uh, I've been uh, playing Smash, and I got I got to tell you guys, I've been <laughs> through like some like fucking anime arcs on my Smash journey. Oh yeah. Because when like when I first started, like okay, when I was a kid, I I didn't own any consoles, um, so the only time I really got to play Smash with like at a friend's house or um, usually at like my cousins, and they always kicked my ass. And, oh my like, god, you're so like, deprived. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <it's> <laughs> my poor boy. Well, that's why. That's why I became a PC gamer, and that's why like mm-hmm. this podcast exists because like I had Aww. such love for the PC games um, that people didn't have necessarily on the consoles. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as my my Smash journey has gone, uh, I the first Smash that I've ever owned was the one on the Switch. Nice. And uh, I've just been playing that a lot and like trying to make up for lost time, basically, and like realizing different things each time and like kind of going through like oh man like i just raised my baseline or like oh man i just like learned this new move you know like Mm -hmm. and it's it's like different things happen each time and like i'll I'll message someone i'll be like all right let's fight and then like it's always a new battle because not only am i learning like their new moves but i've learned my own new moves and it's just getting more and more interesting and more and more fun to play because i feel like i can actually play at a decent competitive level where i'm not just losing all the time which is what i used to do (laughs) um it always feels good when you know how to play a game really well right exactly and like the best part is uh playing people that think they're good like or or (laughs) traditionally not think they're good but like are traditionally good in their friend groups and then they play me and then, like, I had this re- happen at Battle and Brew because I played one of my coworkers, and he was like, "All right, man, all right, you, uh, you're, you're a fucking, you're a good challenge. I'll have to play you again. That was fun." And I was like, "Cool." And I couldn't help but think, like, "Man, I fucking wish you could see the people I trained with that are just like still miles better than me." Right. Um, but it it's still it's a good feeling, of course. Um. But then, aside from that, I still haven't finished Celeste. I haven't had time to pick it back up mm. and sit down. Um, which is ironic, because I've had a lot of time. Uh, all that time has been going to me playing Fire Emblem on the Switch. Oh, right. Um, Three Houses or something? Yeah. Um, I've heard really good things. Yeah, that game's I super fun. It, really terrible things. Uh, what? Really? Yeah, so like, uh, and I'm not dissing the game because I know that a lot of people really, really enjoy it. Yeah, but I picked it up because I love the Fire Emblem franchise, and I am super disappointed because the part of the game that I enjoy is the combat, and then they turned the whole outside of combat into like a high school simulator, and I'm not enjoying it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as as my first Fire Emblem game, I. Uh, didn't know what I was missing out on. So I, I've been enjoying it. Personally. Oh, yeah. Nice. I could totally see if that's your first Fire Emblem ever, <clears throat> then yeah, you're going to enjoy the hell out of it. 
Yeah, it it was cool, and it's also it's got some interesting decision making things that happen because there's a big twist that happens in the game. Yeah, um, and even at the very beginning, the decision that you make early on could go three different ways. Yeah, one of three ways. Yeah, and, and that exactly. changes yeah, the, the house game. you choose. That's pretty yeah. dope. Yeah, and um, I I chose the blue lines, uh, and I've been loving them. And their story <laughs> arc is super interesting. I picked them too. That oh, nice. Yeah, dude. Oh, just I'm just gonna say, just Dudu, man. Dudu is the Dudu is the man. Dudu, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, that's all I'm gonna say about that. Well, and super male anime gamer, but uh, they also had some of the nicest female characters on the team. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I could see that. Um, yeah. Well, well, you know what it is, because like Mercedes has like that nice, like luscious hair, mm-hmm, but yep. then and then Annie is like the really like cute, like adorable, like Timid. high schooler. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm um, gonna like Google this now because I want to know what she looks like. Yeah. Um, Mercedes Benz. Like, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> yeah. Fire emblem. Um, but yeah, but Felix. Felix is a really cool character. He's probably one of the strongest swords people in the game. Um, and then yeah, but yeah. Anyway, I, I, that's I've been really enjoying playing that, and I love the combat and the tacticalness of it. Um, but then I've also been I picked up Felix the Reaper because I've been kind of excited for that. Yeah, nice. Not familiar with that. Felix the Reaper is uh, it's interesting. It's not uh, totally what I expected, but it's like a, it's more of a puzzle game. Mm. And um, you are uh, a, a, basically a grim reaper, but he's like kind of like he's kind of chubby. He's wearing a nice suit, um, but like a suit vest and like nice pants. And he's got headphones on. He's always listening to music and always dancing. Huh? So anytime you move him, he like does a dance into it. Like so he'll like jump and spin and like it's a really cute animation every time. <laughs> um, but basically like, the goal is like you have to alter or at least as far as the game i've gotten in is you alter like the position of the sun because you can't touch the sun uh in order to set up death for other things oh that's interesting this does look really cute um but yeah it's it's pretty fun um i haven't gotten uh very far into it um it's actually really challenging so i i I stopped a little bit but i do plan to keep trying uh, and pick up again but yeah cool i i think there were some games that i really want to check out that i think steven was talking about in the first episode so i'm probably going to go back to listen to that to see what those were i was thinking that too actually of listening even just listening to uh the second one Mm -hmm. there was stuff that i remember hearing i'm like oh yeah i want to check that out that was cool and then i i think the only other game that i'm probably gonna get soon uh get next is luigi's mansion three or two whatever just today right uh i think so it's out it's It's out out now yeah but i'm i'm like really really hoping that it's not a disappointment Pokemon is my next one. Oh yeah, Pokemon, Pokemon as well. is also my next one. So we'll see what happens with that. I guess I'm gonna. Sword are you guys sword or shield? Shield. Shield. I'm. I'm gonna go with sword. All right, two shielders. There you go. Yeah. So we'll, we'll perfect, and we'll be able to um trade shit. Oh yeah, exactly. Hell yeah. Yeah, I've got like five people at work who are also gonna be picking it up. Nice. Oh dude, I'm so excited. One I hope of the it, like the advantages of working in the science field is everybody's a nerd. Yeah, right. Uh, 
everyone's a nerd. I always say that to people who are, when I interview people at work too, is that I'm just like, oh, everyone here is a nerd about something because we're like a communication <laughs> school. So right. everyone nerds about something else. But yeah, I, was that the was that your mark that we should move on to the next segment? Yeah, yeah. This is that part of the podcast where Stephen keeps us up with what's happening in news. Yes. So in the indie news, uh, hey. recent news, I should say, because it's not necessarily this week, but um, I just wanted to cover a couple topics. So um, first and foremost, uh, are you guys familiar with Humble Bundle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Humble Bundle is definitely a, uh, a favorite of mine. Um, and this week they uh, are actually... Why didn't you explain it for people who don't know? This is a good point. Yeah, thank you, Kenny, for uh, <laughs> keeping me in the podcast mood. Um, so Humble Bundle is a service where you can actually purchase um, bundles of games for um, kind of like your own price you pick how much you want to pay and they have tiers so as long as you clear a certain value um, you'll then get um, that set of games but all of the money well not all of the money but a large portion of the money that um, goes to the bundles um, goes to a specific charity Um, so it's kind of difficult to understand verbally but the way that the easiest way for me to kind of get it across is um right now they have a, a day of the devs uh, bundle Ooh. Um, which is explicitly for indie games which i thought was really neat um so oh, day nice. of the devs is a free indie game event um, held in san francisco and it's hosted by double fine which i thought was hilarious because uh if i'm not mistaken double fine is technically no longer an indie games developer because they are part of the microsoft studios Ooh. if i remember correctly um but either way, um, so because of that event in San Francisco, um, Humble Bundle has released a bundle uh, where you can pick up a couple of the indie games that they are featuring from that event. And so, like, for $1, you can pick up uh, Frog Detective, um, <clears throat> The Haunted Island, um, and you can also get Art Squall, which looks insane. And if anybody has an opportunity, they should just go check it out because. Uh, the style of the game is just really wacky. It's like 3D bubbly. I don't. I don't even know how to explain it. It's nuts. Um, but oh, here we go. If you jump up to four dollars and sixty nine cents currently, you get another two games, and then uh, there's an even higher uh, set for nine dollars. And it kind of just unlocks those games as you clear that value. And this week they are donating to Extra Life. Um, so that's the charity that all the money will go to and extra life is a, uh, service. I think they partner with children's mm. miracle network hospitals. Mm. So they give yeah. like, um, sick and injured kids, mm. a lot of support, which is really cool. Cool. And I so believe, that, awesome. I believe that you can actually, unless it's changed, it used to be that you can decide how much money goes to the, the, the charity, the developers, and Humble Bundle themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah, you are correct. So there's like a little slider when you go to pay, and you can actually designate explicitly um, how much you want to go to each. I think there's other situations where there's a set um, percentage, Mm. but for the bundles, you're right. You can actually slide and and tell specifically how much you want to go where, which is a really cool feature because you can kind of know exactly where your money is going when you buy into these. Yeah, it's really nice. I think I've followed Humble Bundle maybe since the beginning but like definitely early on at least yeah, like eight yeah. years now 
But I definitely got a couple games from them. Yeah, yeah. and they yeah, they actually bundles. they uh, they serve almost as like um, if anybody's familiar with like those boxes that you can kind of buy like loot boxes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So now they have a version of that where you oh. can pay like a twelve dollar a month fee and just get like a curated set of games. So yeah, if you That's haven't heard of hum- Humble Bundle, check it out. Humblebundle.com. Um, they usually have a lot of great sales, and most of the time it's going to be Steam keys. So if, mm. if you're on PC, um, it connects to the largest platform for video games currently. Nice. Okay, so Take outside that of that, Epic Gaming. No, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, yeah. hey, who knows? It might switch, but yeah, right, right now, Steam still has the numbers. True. Um, outside of that, um, I just have two other short ones to talk about. So, um, nice. specifically, the Switch, and I think I talk about this pretty much every time we've discussed indie games because it is such a popular um, platform for mm-hmm. the indie game mm-hmm. to kind of launch on. Right now, one of the things that's in the news is the topic of discounts for Switch games, specifically from the indie developers. What has been happening is the Switch store has been getting these ridiculously huge discounts on some indie games. Um, an example of that, and I had it listed here, um, really? Draw a Stickman Epic 2 was a indie game that was released on the Switch, and it got like a 30% discount, but some have been even higher than that, like games have dropped down to like 99 cents, 30 cents, oh. and um, somebody went in and investigated that, and they found out that when a game on the Switch drops off of the hot seller list or the like um, featured list, it pretty much disappears. And so what the developers have been doing is they've been putting these huge discounts on their game to kind of get them back up on the shop's main like viewable page so oh. that they can continue to get sales of the game. That's that's pretty clever. So one of the things for us as gamers is Mm. uh, if you have a Switch and you like playing indie games on it, keep an eye out on the Great Deals page. Mm -hmm. Um, Chances are that you're going to find a large number of indie games for a ridiculously discounted price. And if there's a game specifically that you want to get that's not currently discounted but you're okay waiting, wait. It might get discounted. I have like a bunch of games on my wish list, but I don't know if I get notifications of them getting going on sale. That's because a good question. We should probably look into that. It would be cool to, if you yeah. could get I'm the notification. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I know with... Uh, I feel like... I think you do. With the Switch. I I think so. Because I have like... I don't... Yeah, maybe they just have never gone on sale. I have like a handful or more. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I know Steam, like when you put it on like your wish list, it'll pop up if it ever goes on sale. Um, but it'd be cool yeah. if you could do that with the Switch. I'll have to look into that. Maybe that'll be like a, a callback next week. I'll talk yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. And the last thing, um, and this is real quick, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but Apple Arcade um, released, Mm, I think, in September. Um, But the idea is that they're trying to launch it alongside their iPhone 11. And the idea is that uh, you pay like a monthly fee and you get a huge list of curated games um, specifically for the mobile platform. And a lot Uh, of these games uh, are indie games, um, just small developers that are just posting mobile games. And they're pretty high quality, too. So if anybody has an iPhone and they're interested, I think it's only like five bucks a month. But you can see some um, really cool indie games on your phone. I also recently learned, speaking on that that you can now with the newest iPhone update, the newest iOS patch or whatever, you can sync Bluetooth controllers like Xbox and PlayStation Bluetooth controllers to your iPhone so you don't have to use your finger to play a game. You can play with a, with a controller. Mm. Have you guys heard of Google Stadia? Yes. No. Yeah, that's something that's going to be similar where you're going to be able to like basically game 
bigger games on your phone but like you can also you can use a controller if you want to interesting yeah i'm definitely really interested in the stadia or stadia i'm not sure how it's i think i keep calling it stadia because i think it sounds cool but you're right it should be stadia um but yeah (laughs) that's something that i'm interested in that technology has been kind of the conversation of how they expect the gaming market to eventually evolve into Mm. Um, this like virtualized um, gaming platforms that you can kind of stream to any device and uh, somewhere else all of the processing power is taking place it's an interesting interesting. concept Um, and it'll probably be very expensive at first I don't know what Stadia is currently charging for their service but uh, I'll keep an eye on that Wow, yeah, definitely. That's for sure. That's good. See, this is like my favorite part of the podcast. I learned so much from your segment. <laughs> well, that's the hopes is I'm trying to get you guys all educated on what's happening. Um, mm-hmm. I'll definitely come with some conversation points for Stadia next week because that is something that's going to be really important for us to all kind of understand because I have a feeling that a lot of the major gaming industry platforms are going to start releasing their own versions of that. Oh, my God. Every Everyone has to come out with their own thing. Basically, definitely. That's the that's the economy we live in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this economy. And this economy. <laughs> but anyway, that is the indie game news. And now I guess it's time for indie games and pop culture, because yeah, I hear the pop. You know that sound. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite. This sound. is the part of the podcast where Andres tells us what's hip, what's hot, what's hippity hoppity. Give me the zoppity. Um. So actually, so for mine, I'm really, I got really lucky because this past Friday, I was able to visit a really cool event in Philadelphia. Basically, this was the third annual Indie Arcade. Um, It's organized by the Philly Game Mechanics, and it's hosted at, it was hosted this year at Color Space Labs, which is like an artist's collective, and they do like a first Friday event of every month. Um, and I know some of the guys that run it, and I knew some people like our co our, our co friends, our mutual friends um, Tyler and Scott, who did their game uh, Smash Rockets. So they brought it there, and that's why I went. And I was like, why don't I just use this opportunity to actually talk to some of the game devs who were there and tell them about the the podcast, and also just learn more about their own games. Um, so basically, Philly Game Mechanics is a charitable organization focused on supporting game development and indie game enthusiasts in Philadelphia. Um, they organize meetings, game jams, and other events like that to help the community. So it's like all about indie games. And then uh, this was an interactive showcase where they got all local animators, game designers, and 3D artists who have their own games. Um, the featured games were this thing called the Phillytron, which was like an arcade um, cabinet that somebody had made. And then there was also Loop Thesis, Sons of Ra, The Come Up, Fallen Angel, Smash Rockets by our friends, and um, Underground Arcade Collective that had a few uh, games under their belt. And then Cluster Puck and Roly Poly. Huh. Um, so if Wh- you... What is it about the... That that word clusterfuck that encourages people because there's also cluster truck. Cluster truck <laughs> is that a game? There. Yeah, that's a game that's out there. And there was you're running across the top of trucks, uh, trying to survive as long as a, you you're you're trying to get from point A to the point B by running across the top of uh, moving chaotic trucks. Ooh, that sounds really cool. And wasn't there another game that had the similar title, but it was about like um, chickens in like uh, hover? 
ships killing each other. Hmm. Um, hold on. Was it Cluster Cluck? I think it was Cluster (laughs) Cluck, honestly. So I was going to say real quick, if you want to read up on the plots of these games, you can probably find the event still on Color Space Lab's Facebook page. The event was posted on October 15th, so it's most likely going to stay there um, because that has the plots for all the games. Um, so I got the chance to play about half of the games, and the turnout was like really, really good. So I ended up just like talking to a lot of game devs and watching people play their games. Um, one of my favorite games that I got to play was called Loop Thesis, like I said before, which is basically you had to solve puzzles where you utilize time travel. And it's like kind of a bit like Braid in that sense, where you have to like create, like set up certain things and then rewind time and then like still kind of play with your own like your own actions within like time um but that sounds cool uh it kind of had like a persona (laughs) four inspiration because you actually have to shoot yourself dead to turn back time um but the art style is really cute so uh it's not overkill pun intended um (laughs) and and, uh fallen angel was really cool too um it moved a lot like hyperlight drifter which they uh it like looked a little like that too but like much darker um do you know who the developers of these yeah so the for um loop thesis i i got like everyone's cards that i could so for loop thesis it was by a guy named daniel shumway and you can actually just go to loop-thesis.com. Um, <clears throat> for Fallen Angel, it was by uh, Matryoshka Games. Um, and they have that matryoshka.com, games.com. <clears throat> they How were, do you spell Troishka? It was M-A-T-R-I-O-S-H-K-A. Cool. Games. So I'm not sure how I want to feature this i guess anyone listening if you want to know more about it email us i'll plug the email later as well but email us at qwertycastmail at gmail.com if you if you want to know more we can also put it in like the episode oh yeah problem yeah definitely that might be easier but email us anyways Mm -hmm. just to like say Say hi hi. tell us tell us your what how's your day going as long as it has to do with games no. <laughs> yeah, and supporting um, all of those uh, indie game developers is really cool too, because these are the people that are probably going to be um, huge name developers later. Right. Yeah, and like yeah. all of their games looked really well polished. Like it looked like everything played really well. Um, I got to. I didn't get to play it, but I saw some of the come up, which was uh by a guy named Robert Nally. So. Robert Nally with two L's dot com. That's where all his stuff is. And that one actually kind of reminded me of Risk of Rain 2, like in the in the 3D sort of look. Um, and it was an exploratory game. Uh, there was Cluster Puck, which was a huge hit, which had like a whole lot of people. There was like eight people playing. I think it was on the Switch, actually. Um, and I believe it was developed by one of the guys who actually runs Philly Game Mechanics. Um but that one was basically kind of like Rocket League in the sense that you have to like score goals, but it's like a whole, it's a cluster puck. Um, and Roly Poly was really, really cute. Mm. It's like also an exploratory game. You play as a Roly Poly, like the bug. And oh, cool. um, my favorite part was that all of the bottle caps and other small things were really big to the Roly Poly in comparison. 
Oh, that's adorable. Um, and then the Underground Arcade Collective had a bunch of games. Um, basically all short play games that had like a 2D side-scrolling platforming feel to it. It kind of reminded me of a mix of like Undertale and that older Mario game with Birdo, where they introduced Birdo. Um, but the one game I played from them was called Big Hug, where you actually go around hugging monsters into submission. You have to like... this and. This is different than Grandma's Big Hug fork, Yeah, exactly, right? that I talked about last time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Just making sure. Yeah, this is not a AAA title like Grandma's Big Hug 4. Okay. And then last but not least was Smash Rockets, which is a game created by our personal friends, Tyler and Scott. And earlier we sat down with an interview uh, to interview them, um, and we're just going to insert that in the podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome to our first ever QWERTYcast interview. So we're here sitting with uh, two of the creators of an indie video game called Smash Rockets. I'm here with Kenny. Well, yes, casting across (laughs) the vastness of the ether web. And um, well, I'm here with Kenny, and uh, I'll just let you guys introduce yourselves. Uh, Can you guys tell us about who you are and what this game is? Sure. Um, hi, I'm Scott. Um, I made this game in conjunction with Tyler. We kind of been on and off building it for about uh, probably like two years. And I'd say in as far as principal development, we're about four months in. Um, yeah, that's basically it for me. Kind of nice. Tyler? Yeah, no, I'm Tyler. I'm also here with Scott. Scott mainly did a lot of the code work and I worked on the uh, art and sound design portions of it. And yeah, we're working together as a team to kind of try to make this thing happen. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Um, well, that answers all of the questions that we had. So thanks <laughs> everyone for coming. Wow, has it been an hour already? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Well, so could you guys tell us a little bit about the game itself? Uh, like, what is the game, and how do you play? Sure. For anyone who hasn't played. <laughs> sure. So, um, Smash Rockets. We're calling it a physics based brawler so there's some aspects to it that are um kind of like familiar with some of your mobile games like there's only two buttons to control it and there's some aspects like that we pulled from like kind of like smash bros which is you have to be the last one standing on a platform so um the idea is again to knock everyone off the platform and you play as these little squares that we're we call our smash rockets and when you press one key you will always fly to a black hole that hits above our that sits above our platform when you press another key, oh. you will always fly at your opponent. When you fly, you spend fuel. When you land, you get that fuel back. And, um, yeah, it's just a matter of managing your opponent's fuel and your fuel and trying to keep them from getting on the platform and knocking them off. Oh, I love a good momentum-based yeah. game. So it's 2019, and indie games are getting more recognition than ever. Did this influence your drive to create this game, or did it stem from something else entirely? Like, why, why were you like, you know what, Smash Rockets, let's make it. Sure. So, sorry, I feel like I'm taking all the questions here, Tyler, but I can feel this one too. Yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah. So this was like, I'm not, I'm not a game developer. I'm a web developer, and I work in web. But I always have been playing video games forever, and I've always been a fan, and I have ideas pop floating around in my head. And um, originally, this was actually going to be like a sumo game. I wanted to make something where I wanted it to be mobile, and I wanted it to be just like really simple controls, two buttons, tops, right? Mm -hmm. So, um. You were asking how kind of like the indie space in 2019 influenced us, but I guess really for me, it was just like when the idea hit me, I just had to get it out there, you know? Mm. And um, I frequently bounce ideas off of Tyler, so that's how we kind of connected and started working on this together. And I'm like, you know, Tyler, if you want to contribute to this, I'd love you to. We could work together. 
And um, yeah, I can if you want to kind of speak to that. Yeah, and uh, just to add on to that real quick, yeah. like I feel if anything, the 2019 indie scene kind of helped uh, like stoke the fire in a sense of like it's cool having it be received well if we take it into like a public space or like a convention or whatever like we make it and we like it and then we see that other people like it and that's kind of reassuring it's nice yeah where have you guys showcased it um so a small expo in Atlantic City called um Gamacon mm -hmm. is where we showed it off and believe it or not um I was just personally going to attend cuz again I'm pretty into the indie scene mm -hmm. and um I looked it up and I was like man you know what it's about the same cost to exhibit as it is to show off so why don't we just take our game there oh. get some play testing and get a get the feel for it and see how everyone cool. you know is taking handling it so you know I booked a booth and we went in and we we exhibited there and then they gave us free admission to a place in uh, Queens, uh, the Resorts Casino, and we exhibited at GameCon in New York, and you know that that was our two cons we've done. And recently, um, we did the Indie Arcade in Philly. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, we'll go for what it. The, what What have their reactions been like from those? Yeah. So um, going to these games is actually like or exhibiting at these cons. It was actually really like reassuring because like. I knew that we liked it, and I knew that it was really tough to explain the controls, but once you play them, you kind of understand it. So, like, watching it kind of get validated and seeing people give a crap about the game, you know, publicly was actually, you know, it lit a fire under our butt, you know, and it really got us like, okay, we can actually ship this, we can do this, we can get this live, you know? Oh, that's dope. I mean, well, how long have you guys been working on the game? And I, could you tell us a little bit about the process and... I mean, e from either perspective. And uh, challenges that you've had to face, like, just along the way. If any. Sure. Um, yeah, making maybe sorry, making uh, an indie game is incredibly easy. <laughs> completely <laughs> flawless process. Yeah, but... I mean, from, from, let me put it this way, from my perspective, like, you guys were like, hey, we just made this game Smash Rockets. Like, it, like right when it was, like, very early, early on. <laughs> and I was like, wow, did they, like, how long have they been doing this? It was just, like, popped out. Right. And mm -hmm. I thought, I was, I was thought, man, like, I, can I just do this, like, off the bat? Or... Yes. Yes, you can, <laughs> honestly. Like, so uh, there's a lot of work that gets into a game after you've prototyped a working game, you know? So, like, largely where we're at is we've kind of fleshed out, like, the physics and the, the gameplay and all that. But, like, the bigger part of the work is the wrapper that you're putting it in and the refinement like we knew that we had something that was fun to play and i could send links around in probably mm -hmm. five days <laughs> you know and like after that it's really just been expanding and like working on that core thing and building like a lobby system around it building the full gameplay loop like all the all the fun work is almost done in a way and it's more like more traditional work i feel like at this point which is kind of a bummer but it's also kind of the reality of building a game is that after you've built the hook and the fun part, you have to wrap it and turn it into a game that's packageable and sellable and all that. But I mean, that's not to that's not to discourage. Like that's it, that's it's fun, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah like you're asking fun. how how long can you, oh. how long does it take to put it together? Not long. You can prototype things really quickly and get them out there and see if they're good. And if they're good enough, you can push them forward and make them a thing. Yeah. So do you um, have any? Sorry, go on. No, it's okay. So, um, to go on a, to kind of go on that, I was thinking about like um, when Tyler and I started collaborating on it. It's like, hey, I have this thing at Smash Rockets. It's just bright yellow with black boxes, and I'm like, I kind of have this idea that when you fly, you spin the core fuel, and then I'm like, bouncing ideas off Tyler, and we slowly kind of refined it and gave it this visual look that I think 
you know, we constantly get compliments on and it's really encouraging. So if you want to speak a little to that, Tyler, and kind of maybe the art process. Yeah, no, honestly, that's almost exactly what I wanted to talk about like a second mm-hmm. ago. Like the way it, it really just all of it on the whole became a really iter- iterative process where we came up with an idea and we're like, all right, this kind of works as a core loop. How do we add to this and make this better? And the same thing kind of happened with the art in the sense that we took a while to kind of decide decide on a firm aesthetic because while we were prototyping it everything was just like a simple shape or like a box and it's like well what's the background i don't know just put it in space and then we're like looking and looking and looking until one day we came across this really kind of striking image kind of reminiscent of like a little bit of 80s aesthetic where it's like this rainbow sky and these like purples and oranges and yellows and all this stuff and we're like oh my god this is it this is this is the look so from there we kind of applied it as like a starting point and then i was like okay now that i know the basic aesthetic is going to look like this we're like how can we expand on that maybe it's like a maybe everything's like a clunky rocket maybe all the buildings are cobbled together kind of like a a one thing we coined was like mad max in space (laughs) or like space (laughs) junkers is something we talked about yeah so kind of taking that as a springboard and jumping off with ideas layered on that that kind of informed how we made the rockets look because they went from being just squares of different colors to now each little ship has a little bit of personality to it and like that opens up opportunities for us to make stories and all that kind of good stuff that everybody likes do the do the ships actually have any differences between them or is that something you're hoping to put in later on only aesthetics yeah they don't right now and they're like functional properties Mm -hmm. just purely in aesthetics okay that's pretty cool it's tough to it's tough to one thing we always have kind of a challenge with is these rockets are very small and the large majority of the rockets visual is spent on the core and when you're flying around the core will deplete and that will indicate how much fuel you have left when you land that fuel fills back up all that stuff so basically it's actually been challenging to come up with like I'm trying to think like to your your you're saying is there any difference between the rockets and how we'd add that and what that would look like because you'd obviously have to telegraph that to your opponents mm-hmm. so that they know oh this is a heavy ship it's going to impart more force or this is fast or this has these capabilities but we've kind of spent our entire visual budget on describing how much fuel is left so I'm almost intimidated to add anything else to that and I wouldn't expect it to um to read well you know so yeah they're all the same because I we may have written ourselves into a hole. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the only way to really like add something like that, you'd have to almost go, you'd have to almost add those onto the player names or something like that. Mm-hmm. It'd have to be separate from the ship, and then that's a whole other can of worms. So, <laughs> plus, there's something nice about you know, I I, 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 we always Tyler and I get in these discussions about game gameplay philosophies, and like I always like games where you're handed everything from the onset. And um, not, I'm not saying specifically Tyre, but a lot of other people enjoy games where you have progression and your time in the game kind of indicates your capabilities. Like I'm thinking like, uh, I don't know, Diablo off the top of my head, uh, Destiny 2. Mm-hmm. Like the longer you spend with these games, the more capable you become. And right. personally to me, I like games like Rocket League and Counter-Strike where you um, you are given a tool set and you work with that tool set and you get better personally at using the tools rather than your time in the game allowing you to be a better player. So um, and when my game comes along and I have a question of, uh, you know, can, can these be different? No, I kind of want them all to be the same so that they can use their abilities and learning how to manipulate this unique code control scheme as opposed to, um, you know, uh, different stats, basically. 
Oh, that's pretty just cool. a personal thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, so Smash Rockets can currently be found at smashrockets.com, spelled normally. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys have any plans to expand, like, Switch, Steam, mobile, or any of that? Like, what does the future hold for Smash Rockets? Yeah, I know you said that it's meant to be a mobile game, but I, I, I believe it's not mobile-ready yet. Well, it's awful. it's not exactly meant to be a mobile game as much as I envisioned it initially as a mobile game, and mm-hmm. I've realized gotcha. over time that it's probably not leaning that direction. I mean, it's accessible and playable online, and I have I have done some work on the camera and getting it to work in mobile. But you get very very small rockets because can you imagine playing Smash in portrait on your phone? You know, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, kind of oh where God. we're at with that. And as you know, the mobile web looks really bad in landscape. So, it's, you know, like, there's the, your back buttons along the bottom. This is a web game, if I haven't been clear. I figured I should put that out there <laughs> as I'm talking about, like, why are they talking about the browser? Mac so, and yeah. PC, so. <laughs> Mac, PC, Linux, Linux, Samsung Internet, you name it. We can play on anything. Linux, Winix, um, Tinix. Yeah. yeah. Wombo. Wombo. <laughs> Mini. <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. <laughs> So, uh, okay, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we have fun here. <laughs> we have fun, right? Um, do you? I'm not sure. I, I wasn't sure if. Uh, did you have any other things you wanted to say about the future of Smash Rockets? Sure. Um, right now, we're working um, on like optimizations in the lobby build. Right now, when you go to SmashRockets.com, you'll show right up on the game. You can join in. You can start a game. But our hope is that there's an outer wrapper around that, which we're calling the lobby build. Which will have, um, you know, ability to get a private match, um, ability to choose which game you join. There's a little chat feature, little announcements. So, right now we have our landing page and we have the website, but we're trying to, you know, I I prefer there to be a lobby so that people can choose what they do before they get thrown right into a game. That's what we're working on next, and that's hmm. what I'm most excited about right now. I think that's pretty cool. Awesome. Can you guys talk a little bit about the music at all? I you have kind of. A... I know you have a little track going on there right now, but is there any plans to expand upon that, or is this kind of what you're and uh, what you're settling on right now, or uh, and how did you settle on it? I hear that eight second loop in my dreams. <laughs> yeah, to the yeah, I can kind of feel that one. Like I think we're all hearing that in our sleep. Like <laughs> honestly, it was just did some you make placeholder. it? I didn't make it, but it was some placeholder like Creative Commons music that I found that mm-hmm. I put in, and we felt like it suited the mood. And so it's just been the backing track for like ages and ages. And I, like, I feel like eventually we can swap it out for like maybe a small suite of like music or like something. I don't think whatever ultimate music ends up being in there has to be anything super drawn out or really overcomplicated yeah. and overscored because the main focus is going to be on the sound design of the actual matches but mm-hmm. and like hitting your opponents and how much fuel you have and what's going on with the actual rockets. But that's not to say we can't have good music. (laughs) Right. But it has to hashtag suit the mood. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) There might even be different music per level and all that too. Like we're down the raid. We're planning on adding more maps and stuff like that. Oh, I'm sure sure it'll be. How are those going to, are those going to, uh, vary as far as like the terrain or is that going to just be like different backgrounds um i i I think if we add another it's probably gonna see i'm thinking the to rocket league and when like they added the round map and the map with the buy levels the neo tokyo and wasteland for those of you who are big fan 
um, mm-hmm. those maps kind of divided the community. So I always worry oh. about having different maps and how they're going to affect gameplay. And if it gets really competitive, will they just want, like, is, are we going to basically work our way into Final Destination in Smash Bros? <laughs> you know, or should we have the variety? And some people like the variety, some people don't. So I think that's the, probably the best answer. Yes, I plan on changing things. I don't exactly know what that looks like yet, though. Yeah, because I feel like anything you add like that could just be an option in the sense yeah. of, like, yeah, there's stages, but you can also limit the stages that are showing up in your mm-hmm. lobby or whatever. One one trapping choose. of design is to try and come up with the exact optimal answer for everything, but re- mm. in reality, everyone just wants options, and sometimes yeah. it's hard to remind yourself of that. It's like, oh, they're not actually looking to play it the way you want. I think the mod scene in the PC gaming can mm. speak to that immensely. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, it's yeah, like if you yeah, want yeah, Sonic so and Skyrim, it's happening. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so true. As if it hasn't uh, already. <laughs> but sp- speaking of your fans a little bit too, I mean, you've you've gotten it seems that you've gotten anyway a pretty decent following on social media and Discord. Um, and how has uh, your fan base uh, influenced the game? Uh, do you have any shout outs that you want to, you know, shout out to? <laughs> you know, anyone who's like really like helped you along the way or well. Um, I'm having trouble speaking to our large social media network. Um, I don't really know that we have a tremendous amount. We have a lot of people, and they're very supportive. And um, I found them through other like networking things. Like I'm active on Discord in the web dev community. We actually have a person from Austria who's helping immensely um, work on this team. I don't know if you guys know that, if I ever mentioned that to you. But yeah, yeah we have we have um, a guy on the team out there who I've met through these these communities and. Honestly, it's just nice to be like making a web game and having a lot of people who are very experienced with the web there to support me. That's been great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess yeah, really our Discord nice. is fantastic because I can just I can just post things in there. I can at mention playtesters and like I would recommend if you're ever like trying to get like a community start with a Discord. It's the most useful to you as a developer because like I can solicit so much feedback and get a lot of like real time like hey, what do you guys think of this? Is this a dumb idea? Is this great? You know. So, mm-hmm. um, shout outs. Um, Tora has been a huge help. Um, Canavar, of course, has been helping with the lobby build. Um, I'm, of course, going to forget people. <laughs> Lost in Jonas. <laughs> and there's just all these <laughs> wonderful people who have come on to that. Just Polar Bear. Yeah, I have come on to this yeah. Discord and, like, has just helped us play. And, hey, I need someone to do this. I'm going to test the server out. We're going to make change. That's another wonderful thing about the web is that you can i can just iterate on that server and we can play instantly like everyone is available to play test my build i'm working on actively mm-hmm. that's really cool and i don't know if any other style of game development will give you that opportunity true so it's pretty rad that's rad well we have two fun questions we want to end on as well um or at least maybe a little more fun um because you know how much fun we don't have here um <laughs> we don't have fun here it's illegal okay. yeah it's illegal. <laughs> we contradicted ourselves earlier okay. we don't actually have it. <laughs> it's in the bylaws of cordycast um <laughs> uh, well i want to ask you guys what are your favorite indie games or maybe even like what may have inspired but mostly what are your favorite indie games both of you I can ramble at will, so let me know. I'm trying to give you an opportunity <laughs> you do, to speak first, Tyler. Top three yeah, or top five. Squeeze in there first. I think lately, yeah. Hyperlight Drifter probably. Man, oh, I so good. Of hours oh. into that when it came out. Dead Cells mm. to kind of get that grindy loop on. I wouldn't say nice. it has the same feel as Binding of Isaac, but it's kind of got that roguelike repetitiveness to it that I like. Mm-hmm. Where it's like the slow buildup of power, that kind of thing. 
I think recently those are probably the two I dumped the most time into. Um, I'm really personally excited for Heart Machine's new game. I think it's Solar Ash Kingdom. Like that's like if what? you took yeah wait is that is that also hyperlight yeah it's the same guys it's like if you take that right, song right, right. And ramp it up even more and it just looks so great satisfactory I guess too oh man satisfactory oh I haven't heard <laughs> of that one sounds uh, true to the name oh yeah I, I I remember seeing you talking about that a bunch recently I played that yeah. one a lot with Tyler that's a good one yeah <laughs> it's just it's just automation and just auto optimizing autom- automation and you just look up a trailer it's like nothing else yeah it's like building <laughs> well it is like something else it's like 3d satisfaction or factorio factorio yeah and it's basically yeah. about just like building and maintaining this factory that is i guess satisfactory to you <laughs> i don't know if that's the intended pun oh, or not the, gr- the great good. stick of it too is you're taking all of these resources you're building so you're basically sent down to the planet to just uh take all of its resources and just oh. drain it bleed, bleed it dry oh you and, mean the uh, universe yeah uh, <laughs> yeah it's the same you're actually from <laughs> you're actually from that you're universe. actually from the gym you world. play paradox yeah <laughs> and you send it um, up a space elevator yeah it's pretty rad okay so Good. so t- scott do you kind of have like the same list as tyler or do you have um list? there was some that i thought he was definitely going to mention i'm surprised you didn't mention celeste that's one of my all-time favorite yeah, I, i've been playing one of the leaders oh yeah no problem um i guess i'm trying to like really i'm trying to really tread the line on how i'm going to call indie i guess there's no point in really doing that but like i know kerbal's published but kerbal's a fantastic indie game um he tyler mentioned isaac isaac's fantastic um that's actually that's actually interesting that you're bringing that up because that's a conversation we've been having Mm -hmm. uh, a lot since we started the podcast as like what designates indie versus not indie right well i guess it could truly be independently published that if you want to go right down the line then there's like yeah. quote unquote double a like psionics used to be uh rocket league used to be uh, an indie yep. game but now yep. it's owned by epic mm-hmm. so i call it a double a um i like that you know double a is a fun <laughs> term for double, like the smaller term, the smaller yeah. big games which is um, funny because double a is a bigger battery than triple a mm-hmm. so mm-hmm <laughs> no, you're, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm getting a little dizzy, but you make sense. <laughs> oh, um, shout out to Zactronics Games. Have you guys ever played like Tiz 100, Shenzhen, Open Ma- Opus Magnum? Um, I don't think so. Zactronics? So Zactronics, Zactronics no. have a really big claim to fame, and they made a game called Infiniminer, which was then cloned by a guy named Notch, which went on to become the game Minecraft. You know, oh. so if you want to see like proto Minecraft, it's Infiniminer. Zachtronics did it first. They're fantastic. Wow. Um, you gotta you gotta be a real programming nut to like their games. There's some like Opus Magnum which plays a little a little differently. I never remember if it's Magnum Opus or Opus Magnum. I think it's Opus Magnum. But yeah, oh. their 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 whole suite of games are all about like optimizing, building little like efficient Whoa. systems. Like uh, Shenzhen is about making electronics in China. Tiz 100 is about <laughs> oh, like spinning up a machine and writing assembly code. Um, I'm trying to think of other. Uh, they just released another one recently. There's one about hacking in the 90s. They're, they're great games. They're a lot of mm-hmm. fun. Ooh, I kind of so, want to like make a segment about video games for different types of people now because this is like all like video games for programmers, yada yada. That seems really interesting. <laughs> oh, man, that sounds like a fun segment. Real, yeah, you get real interesting yeah. interviews out of that. Ooh, okay. Feel free to tap my brain for indie games for these guys. That's not going to hurt. <laughs> oh, wait, no, yeah. brains don't have nerves. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, you're thinking right. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, so, so swinging it back really quick to Smash Rockets, mm-hmm. um, and and just taking it a different direction entirely. What has been like 
uh, like something that you really have not liked about doing this process, if anything? Huh. Um, I think I spoke to this a little in the beginning. Um, we we want the antagonistic oh, arc yeah. of Smash Rock. <laughs> I, I lied to you. These aren't fun questions anymore. No, I'm not saying like <laughs> oh, I no. think we talked about this in the beginning. Stop making me repeat myself. <laughs> it's not like that. <laughs> um, so the lobby and building like the prototyping games is a lot of fun. I do that all the time. A, a portion of my job is like building interactive web games, like spin the wheel and receive a prize, pop five balloons to win. I build that kind of stuff mm. probably once a month. So I love to just prototype small games. And mm -hmm. it's funny, like Smash Rock is actually started as a chat client. And then I just <laughs> I took that chat client and used that pipeline to build a multiplayer game. That's so <laughs> you know, funny. so like it's fun to hack at things, and it gets a lot more serious and starts to feel a lot more like work when you um have to wrap that in a real game. And like I said, yeah, like the lobby has been a little bit arduous, but like it's worth it because like when it's done, we're gonna have a good platform for people. But yeah, the the fun is building the game, and the the work is building the infrastructure for the game. So that's probably the biggest bummer, but it's not that bad. Yeah. Nice, that's fair. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, I feel like I, I feel like I pretty much agree with that. Mm -hmm. It's just like I, my gripe isn't even directly about Smash Rock. It's just more that like, oh, I can't port the art and yes. sound of things I think of directly from my brain into yeah. the game. <laughs> like it, I wish I could kind of, in a sense, I kind of can, is I can put things in Git and like iterate on them. But like I, you know, like sometimes I just want to try a bunch of things out, and the process of getting them into the game or seeing if things gel or not is so a little bit longer of a process than I'd like. To make that like concrete, right? Yeah. Like what he's saying there, like right now we would love to add effects to the tube in the portal. The tube that when you go through the center of um, the platform in Smash Rockets, you'll be topped up instantly, so you'll get full fuel plus 50%, and you'll be accelerated out the other side, right? I'd love to add a visual to the center of that tube, but what's behind, what's ahead of that visual? Um, to get that visual in, I'm working on porting the graphics library to another library that's um, WebGL compliance for performance reasons, and to do that, we need to finish the lobby build. So we're working on the lobby to get that in, and to get the lobby done, we're like we're working on another thing, and it just goes down a chain. So it's like it's always a bummer because mm. we really are always thinking about gameplay, and we're really always working on things that are dependencies of gameplay. So that's yeah, definitely the bummer. It was just like things in the way of other things, like a horrible <laughs> Jenga tower knotted design thing that you have to solve <laughs> to get to step B and oh, C God. and D. So if we could get our brain thinking about the further out steps or the closer steps, we'd probably be moving better on the animation and such. But yeah. well, hey, we're looking at the horizons. That's I don't know. That's motivational, right? <laughs> yeah, horizons so. are beautiful. Chin up. <laughs> um, okay, well, uh, I think this would be a good spot to start to wrap it up. So I just wanted to ask you guys, mm -hmm. thank you so much, one, for interviewing with us. I, I really like this. I think this. Absolutely. Thank you, one. I thank, thank you, you one. two. <laughs> fuck you, three. Thank you. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where. We we have we're legally obligated <laughs> once, once per uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, right, don't take it personally. Take it personally <laughs> um, He's got his show notes. He's like said, "Fuck you." All right. <laughs> <laughs> done, done. How many times do I have to yeah, bleep? Gotta check. <laughs> uh, so where can people find you guys? Like, where can people find info? What's the website again? Do you want to release your Discord publicly or your own totally. personal handles to anything? Sure. Um, yeah, uh, www.smashrockets.com. That'll get you to everything else. Um, you can play the game from there. You can go to Discord from there. You can go to Twitter. We love Discord. People can come on and give us all the feedback. And it, Discord is the best way to reach out and engage, for sure. Smashrockets.com? Smash mm -hmm. yes. As a Discord? 
the Discord, I think, is just called Smash Rockets. Mm. No, there is. It's it's uh, we're we're lowly Discord members. We don't have a partner thing, so oh, you just have real. to follow the link via Smash oh, Rockets. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, I was trying to search it. I think we need like fifty Nitro boosts or something like that. So it's oh, just man, never we gotta get busy. <laughs> we need we need a lot more fans to be able how, to say. How go many to Nitro Dis- boosts do you have right now? Zero. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, I'll be your first. Release the confetti. Uh, Tyler, do you have any handles that you want to um, speak to? Uh, Let's see. I think all of them are pretty much covered right there. Um, Nice. I can't think of anything else because... uh, Yeah, we're at Smash Rockets. Yeah, yeah. we're just all contained within Smash Rockets. I know... That's exactly it. I'd rather people know Smash Rockets than know me right now. So Fair. If, Fair. if you like Smash <laughs> yeah. Rockets enough to want to know me, we can do that. But first, find the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That'll that'll lead you right down the rabbit hole. Yeah, see, this is my best foot. Look how forward it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, cool. well, Tyler. Thank you guys thank so you. much. <laughs> thank you so much for talking with us and telling us about your game. And we look forward to hearing more in the future. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we'll bring it back to you, (laughs) fucking podcasters. Dab, dab, dab. (laughs) Dab, dab, dab. (laughs) God damn it. We're going to lose all our followers now. Oh, no. Well, thanks, Scott and Tyler, for coming yeah. on the show and talking about your their, game. Their game, um, I don't know if they said it, but they they basically are under the guise of hyper-fuel games. That's what Tyler told me. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. It's almost like you weren't totally there for that interview. Um, I'm Tyler. everywhere at all times because I exist forever. Oh, oh and Roly Poly oh. was developed by a person named Judy Ty. Um, I think I'm pronouncing that right. She was really fun. Oh, did you actually get to talk to her? Yeah, we met her before while we were all setting up. Um, oh, nice. And we got to play her game a little bit. And Roly Poly was it was such a cute like animation style. Um, yeah. I'm kind of upset because it sounds like she had developed that game exclusively as her senior thesis, and that she was no longer going to be um, pursuing the development of it. Yeah, that's her friend. Sil- Throw her yeah. money, people. Tell her to keep going. I never stop. Never stopping. Um, her friend Celeste, Celeste Cottrell, uh, was kind of doing what you were doing there for Smash Rocket, Steve. Which was she was she didn't actually develop it, but she was basically like upselling it and talking to people about it and being like the biggest fan. She was gassing it. She was gassing it. Yeah, that's cool. Which you were a great yeah. salesman for Smash Rockets, apparently. <laughs> great, gasser. great gasser. You're a great ghastly. Yeah, One right? day you'll be a haunter. <laughs> when I uh, level up. Yeah, when you level up. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, so how was your experience yeah. there, Steve? It was really cool. The space uh, was interesting. So previously we've shown Smash Rockets at um, Gamecon, uh, which took place both times at a casino. So it was a much Ooh. larger venue. So this was a lot more intimate. Um, there was probably, how many would you say? There was probably like 10 developers there. Um, I counted here. I actually wrote them all down. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ah, nine. Ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
And it's available right now online, right? Yeah. So the the part that I'm so excited about with this, and I know that Scott loves talking about it and, and his developing of it, but the mm-hmm. idea is that it's completely free. Um, it's actually up and running on the website right now. And uh, as they said, the, smashrockets.com. Smashrockets.com. Uh, and the next update, which I believe was getting pushed through um, in a short period of time here is the server lobby system so that people can start building their own um, servers and inviting their friends. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. Oh, yeah, he did talk to me about that. Yeah, it's a really neat and, and well put together concept. Um, Scott doesn't like to talk about the uh, the future when it comes to hyperfuel <laughs> games uh, because he wants to focus on Smash Rockets so much. But uh, their Fair. hopes is that that server lobby system will be able to extend to the entirety of hyperfuel, so that any future projects uh, that he works on will be able to populate in there as well. Oh, that's nice. awesome! Yeah, so shout out one more time to Philly Game Mechanics doing great great stuff in Philly. Um, and Color Space Labs because they're also amazing, and I love all of their events. These are yeah. these are groups that are really trying to get like Color Space does a lot of work with artists and filmmakers in the city. So this whole game thing, I was like, ah, oh, they're like they're so good. Nice. And an extra shout out for anybody listening to definitely go check out SmashRockets.com, Smash especially Rockets. if you've got com. three friends that you uh, want to defeat in a platform brawler style game. Check it out. That's there easier than Smash. <laughs> And Much. even if you have no friends, it's kind of fun to fuck around in there. <laughs> yeah, the flying system is really neat. The, yeah. Didn't they? Didn't I see something about him developing bots to do it? But they're kind oh of yeah right now. Yeah, so he's got like little AI bots, and you know, it's I don't know how long he spent specifically on it, but I guarantee it was a very small period of time relative <laughs> to the development of the game. So uh, it'll probably only get better from here. Nice. Cool. All right, cool. but that's my portion. Cool. Then we're just moving on to moving Cam's on. mystery topic that he said he would have at the end of the last <laughs> oh, episode. Oh, he did. But he fucked off to Mexico because of something I can't talk about. <laughs> just kidding. But um, redacted, uh, redacted, re- redacted, redacted. Just kidding. Obviously, uh, or <laughs> am I? Or are you? Cool. Well, then we will move right on yeah. into our next segment, the part of the podcast where. <laughs> We play again. And I'm super excited for this game because at first I didn't fully understand what you were trying to say, but <laughs> once I figured it out, I think it could be really fun. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. Cool. Our game, our game today is called hey. Opposites Attract. Um, basically, the premise is we're each going to say the name of... Uh, we're going to try to have other people guess the titles of the games we're saying, but we're going to be saying the opposite of those titles. So, for example... Um, if I were to try to have someone guess Overwatch, I would say uh, Underblind. Yeah. Something to that effect. Yeah. And I think uh, there will be some really interesting and very creative responses. So I'm, I'm curious to see what you guys came up with. All right. I will All keep right. track of points if, if you want. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I don't remember if you were here for this, Stephen, but something we might try to do is actually keep track of points and maybe we'll do a little whoever has the most points by the end get like by the Ooh. end of like the year get something oh no, like, i may- think i missed may- that conversation yeah like maybe we'll like we can all pitch in and like whoever gets the most points gets a game or something yeah we'll do uh the uh best indie games of 2019 as curated by qwerty cast and the winner gets the collection oh there you go. it's not a bad idea 
Yeah, I like that. We can also uh, go through it. That'll be a later episode around Christmas, New Year's time. We can go through like our top indie games of the year or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that idea. Um, all right, cool. Yeah, well, do you, who wants to start? Um, not me. Nah. I'll go. I'll start. Go for it. All right. <laughs> this one's kind of funny, but hopefully you guys will be able to figure this out. So, uh, the only hint that I will provide is that I actually chose all indie games. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, opposites to track. The game that I want you to describe, or just give me the title for, is Cold Squiggles, Colorado. Damn. Fuck. A cult. So. Okay. Wait. Colorado. Yep. Cold. Cold squiggles. Squiggles. Colorado. Colorado. The fuck right. is the opposite of Colorado? <laughs> what the fuck? Hmm. I guess I, I'm not gonna say it. Maybe you should be able to get it from that. Hopefully. Okay. Okay. Hold on. The opposite of Colorado. Oh, you mean Maine? No. Um. <laughs> so hot. So Kenny and I are gonna basically have to fight over who figures it out first. Hot straight Montana. <laughs> hot straight Montana. Yeah. Right. I'm thinking hot straight, but hot straight Colorado. Hot. Wait. Squiggles. Is straight the opposite of squiggle? I guess. Um, I'm gonna say no. You what? No. I'll help you both out. Oh god. Straight is not the second word. Oh fuck. Okay, oh, so okay. hot squiggles. Um. Hotline Miami. Hot. Ding 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 ding. Damn it. So I realized afterwards Ooh. because you guys made me realize. I said Colorado, and Colorado is a state. However, Miami is a city. <laughs> so I should have used. I should have used a city in Colorado. Oh my god. That's amazing. I like but I figured though. Miami's extremely hot, and Colorado has mountains and is very cold, mm, typically. That's a good one. All right, Kenny, that's one point to you. Woo! Um, damn it. That's really good, actually. That was a good one. Yeah. All right, I'll go next. Um, okay, well, here's a good one. I I wonder if it'll be really easy or not, but full death two. Half-Life 2. There you go. Damn. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> All right. Ooh, Kenny's good at this I game. I know. He's dangerous. <laughs> okay. So, all right. Here's mine. Okay. Separate plummet. Together rise. Together. Separate plummet. This one's going to be one of those ones where you're like, oh, fuck, of course. Mm, separate plummet. That's your hint. Because hmm. I feel like I've heard rise together, but maybe no. Separate plummet. Um, to, separate hmm. together. Um, combined rise. No. What other synonyms for separate? Uh, you mean antonyms? Yes, antonyms. Oh. Let me know if you guys want a hint. Mm, I'm down Take for a hint. <laughs> um, we talked about this today. Damn it, really? Separate plummet plummet what about 
Enterprise, the Elevate. Un- United? Unite? Hmm. United Rise? United Fly? You guys are kind of close, but not really. I like United. That's a good, <laughs> that's probably a good one. I, ha- I, ha- I have another, okay, I have another okay, one okay. on it. Okay, um, think of, uh, you're, you're, I mean, you're on the right track with, like, the rising part, but, like, think of also, like, there's another, there's another word for, like, things that up into the sky. Uh, soar? Up into the sky, um. Blank up into the sky. Oh, you um. I feel like once you get the second word, you'll be able to. I think it's I think it's jump, but blank up into the sky, jump up into the sky. Yeah. Or think, or I mean, even easier. Think of what goes up into the sky. What birds? Uh. uh, I feel like we're getting further. I know, right? Is it launch? I'm thinking maybe launch, so like together launch or like united launch. Together. Kenny's way better at this game than we are. I know. What the fuck? (laughs) Um, Okay. All right. I think we're going to. Give us the first word, and then the two of us, whoever gets it, the second word wins. Okay. Okay. It's going to be so easy once you get the first word. No, I'm not going to give you the first word. I'm going to tell you like the last hint that's okay, going right, to give it away as well. Okay, okay. You, this is where you guys met each other. Um, what? G- Game Jam? What? Color Space? Uh... <laughs> Color Smash Rockets? Boom! Smash Rockets? Smash Rockets. Oh, wait. How is that separate? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Smash separate. Yes. Smash. All right. Smash was sure. a hard one. Smash, Smash was a hard, was a hard one. one. Smash was hard. But plummet rocket. the opposite of plummet. You can rock it yeah. up into the air. Okay, I see it. I see uh, it. Now. I see it. Okay. <laughs> cool. I'm happy that you're better <laughs> at guessing than you are at making ones up. <laughs> so, so do, do you get a point if nobody guesses it? <laughs> <laughs> Does Kenny get a point? No. Can we no. say yes? No. 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 Okay, no. fine. I'll give you. Okay. No, I'll give you half a point. Okay, um, all right, Steve, it's your turn. All right, uh, all right, this one is hilarious, but let's see if you guys can get it. <laughs> Lousy plant girl. Lousy plant girl. Good. No, something. Boy, damn it! Plant. What's the opposite of plant? <laughs> Wait. So, is are we talking about plant the the verb to plant? Or plant the noun. The noun. Okay. Oh. Oh. Plant. That's that's, so, that's a, that was an important distinguishing. You said lousy plant girl, so something something boy. So Super Meat Boy. Ding 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 ding. Super Meat Boy. God damn it. Uh, oh, <laughs> Super God, Meat Kenny. Boy's prequel, Lousy Plant Girl. Lousy <laughs> plant girl. That's a really good one. That was a good one. <laughs> Alright, this one's ridiculous. Uh hopefully you'll uh we'll see. Well, you guys have been doing hard ones, so um <clears throat> Animals rise engorged. 
Uh, something about that. Human fall flat? <laughs> oh, yeah, damn it. Damn, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> yep, there you go. All right, that damn, uh, wow. <laughs> okay, okay. This, this one, uh, we'll see how it goes. Earth, yeah. Earthbreak. Earthbreak. Um, space fix? You're close. Space Earthfix space space engineers. Oh fuck! No, not quite. But yeah, I mean you're in the right area. We're in the right headspace. Um, Earthfix space break. Space space jam breaks the one of the words I used. Oh, it is. Sorry. Wait, what did you say? Earthbreak. Earthbreak. So space mend. Mm. Kerbal space, space program. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> That's a good I one. I feel too. like there's a lot of breaking in Kerbal Space Program. Oh right. Space Oh fuck, this is hard. Um Is it not um, space? I I mean that's not the word oh. that I'm looking for. <laughs> Right. But again, it's in the right area. It's in the right area. So Earth. You said Earth break, right? Yes. Sky. Oh man. Uh God, I suck at this. Cause I like probably don't know the game. Um Okay, is it um break like stop or break like destroy? Destroy. Sky put together. <laughs> hmm. Andres, we're really bad Earth. at this game. Oh my god, so bad. There's so much dead space. <laughs> <laughs> um all right. Hint, please. Okay, it's a real time strategy game. Oh. Starcraft? Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> there it is. Oh, that's good. That was good. That's that was good really one. good. All right, cool. Starcraft, you get one more point. All right, I'm gonna throw both of you off with this one. Damn Pope, it! I I think it'll be funny if you do figure it out. <laughs> more than you already, everyone has <laughs> thrown me off already. Extra Dust Mountain. Ah oh, shit! Extra Dust Mountain. Dust. Oh, oh fuck. Um. Extra. Let me give you one hint that might help. Um, okay. The word extra is not extra like more of. It's oh. extra like person in a TV show. Mm. Oh. Extra dust mountain? Yes. Actor. No. Maybe. What's the opposite Actors. of an extra? An intra. No, damn it. The, um, the star? What's the opposite of an extra? It, mm. Is it a star or um, the crew? You guys are getting um, Crew. Du- what's the opposite of dust? Dust is... 
It'd be Stardew Valley. Yes. Stardew. <laughs> damn it. Oh, damn it. Extra that was actually mountain. one of the ones that I was going to try to do. <laughs> damn, that uh, was good. Stardew Valley. That's great. <laughs> Extra does mountain. Yeah. I was like thinking hill I knew, for some reason. I knew it was Valley. I just didn't know the first two. <laughs> oh, my God. If I knew Valley, I would have gotten that. Yeah. Star Valley. Stardew Valley. Uh, yeah, no, that was amazing. Um, okay. Is, is I have. Or is it you? No, it's Tom me. Is. Okay. But at this point, All I right. think Kenny won, but let's just keep going so we can get these points. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so Kenny can get more points. <laughs> um, okay. I have <laughs> Under Raw. Under Raw. Overcooked. Uh, there you go. I, yeah. <laughs> Easy I, one. Yeah, nice. That was good. That's really good. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I All was right. like, oh, this is a gross one. Mine's going to be super easy. Okay. All right, here we so, go. because only two of the words are switched. Um, so, whoever can answer fastest, you got it. Ready? Fuck. Okay. Mm-hmm. Slower than dark. Faster than light. Faster than light. Oh, that was close, but I think it might have been Andres. Oh, I think really? it was Andres. He started before me. I think I just finished first. It yeah. It um it helps that my one of mine, the next one I was gonna do was slower than darkness. Oh yeah. really? <laughs> so I was staring directly at the phrasing when I said I was like slower than dark. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. So three each, right? Uh pretty much, yeah. And I got no points. Really? Oh, oh! I thought you had three points each. I was like, "Wow!" Oh no! Oh, you have no, no. You have four points. Steve has three, and I have zip zap zero. <laughs> nice. Um, Which wait, that doesn't make sense because that's seven points, and we should have gone through nine games, right? Oh. Well, one of them we didn't even. You guys didn't guess of mine. Uh, oh, that's right. True. And then I guess so I think, those. I think Kenny had five. Did he? Oh, five points. Yeah, and I had three. Okay. Oh no, wait, wait, hold on, Andres, you just got faster than light, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, so it's fourth, fourth, three, one. Andres, you're trying to sell yourself. What? I'm tall. Um. (laughs) Cool. Um, Perfect. All right. That's a solid game. Yeah. All right. You've got two bonus points. Well, no, I think we will. uh, We'll scratch the bonus. (laughs) It was just for fun. Yeah. We have fun here. Those are the points that don't matter. Exactly. And everything was um, made up. Yeah. yeah. And uh, And I'm Drew Carey. Oh shit. <laughs> Surprise. Um <laughs> what's anyway, the opposite of Drew Carey? Uh, um uh, Drew Barrymore. <laughs> I'm uh scribble throw. <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. <laughs> scribble throw. My, my name's my Scribble best Throw. All the points don't my, matter and everything's made uh, up. <laughs> I love it! Wow, that, that's that actually really clever. I'm embarrassed to say. <laughs> I was like, well, if you throw, edit what? out that second, it'll sound like you're a lot smarter. I'm so smart. <laughs> well, GG everybody. GG, yeah, GG. Yeah. Um, just a little extra part of the podcast. Uh, check out our YouTube. We have an email. What's that email, uh, Andres? QwertyCastMail at gmail dot com. If there's a game or a topic you'd like us to talk about or play for the podcast, let us know, and we'd be happy to check it out. Or tell us an interesting fact about yourself. Oh, well, me? Well, no, one no, time. no, not you. <laughs> we don't want to hear any more of what you have to say. It's already well, been over an hour. I bet you're wondering how I got here. 
Anyway, we anyway. Uh, still plan to release a Patreon, um, as far as I'm sure. We still plan to release a Patreon. Uh, we just have not gotten around to it because all of us are busy. And I think uh, a Twitter might be, if we, we go social media. Wait, we have a Twitter? Well, Steven does. No, no, I mean for the cast. Steven... Make your Twitter for the cast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have a personal Twitter at uh, Captain Bean Sparrow, but we could talk about uh, putting together one for the uh, Quarty cast. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, get the um, get the name out there. Exactly. Cool. Yeah, and uh, we'll be releasing more videos and uh, more chances to include you guys, the our Quarty birdies, into hey. our uh, podcast and other things that we do. Um, but in the meantime, you can always join our Discord and just play games with us um, for fun. I think mostly Smash, but still. Well, right now it's a lot <laughs> of Smash, but there's other times that we do other things. Oh, that's good. I just don't pay enough attention. Um, but yeah. This should the, is what? Does, should the music be playing, or is that not yet? Oh, no. I was, I was about to lead into it, and you, uh, like, fucked me. <laughs> This is the part of the podcast where we have to say goodbye. Uh, my name is Kenneth Cofield again, and you can find me on at No Decay on Instagram. If you're interested in some of the film stuff I do, Andreas, where can people find you? Huh? Oh, hello. Uh, you can reach me at professionally underscore dad on Discord and Steam. And if you want to check out some of my photography on Instagram, I have uh, Spilari underscore snapshots. Yeah, and I'm field day on most gaming things. And Steven? Steven? <laughs> <laughs> and Steven! Hey! Yeah, uh, it turns out my gamer tag is relatively unique, so Captain Bean Sparrow, uh, pretty much on any platform you can think of other than Facebook. Uh, so feel free to reach out. Hey, Andres, really quick. When you met Steven, did he look like Steven? Like, from Steven yours? Was there a resemblance? Um, no. Well, actually, he looks a little bit like... Did you know... Garnet? No, yeah. He, yeah, he kind of had... He looked like Alexandrite, like a combination of everyone. <laughs> have I we uh, Have we had the discussion about Steven Universe previously? I, I don't so. think so. Okay, so well, maybe... if my hair is more grown out, uh, I look uh, exactly like a grown-up Steven Universe. In fact, so much oh, my... so that my parents always joke because I looked like him as a kid. Well, that's perfect. Awesome. Anyway, and you can also find us on Pippa, YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. But you knew Woo-hoo. that already because you're listening to one of those right now. Yes, Woo, Cordy out. <laughs>